Good afternoon. This is Chris Perry on 93.7 Express FM. Well, from the 1st of November, there has been no restriction on the types of conditions that can be considered for treatment paving the way for people with epilepsy as neurological conditions to be prescribed the medication. Baby power to you and me. The change in the law comes just months after Home Secretary Sajid Javid responded to concerns from the parents of children with severe epilepsy, including Charlotte Coldwell, mother of Billy Coldwell, and Hannah Deacon, mother of Alfie Digley. Decisions on prescribing cannabis-based products for medical purposes must be made on a case-by-case basis and only when the patient has unmet special clinical need that cannot be met by licensed products. The Home Secretary has made it clear that the announcement around the use of cannabis for medical treatment does not pave the way towards legalising cannabis for recreational use. The penalties for unauthorised supply and possession will remain unchanged. Well, my first guest this afternoon was diagnosed with epilepsy at the age of 15 years and has dedicated his life to raising awareness and the understanding of epilepsy, having had two books published by Amazon. And later in the programme, I'll also be talking to Philip Lee, Chief Executive of Epilepsy Action. But first, let's have some music. Are you drunk enough? Now to judge what I'm doing Are you high enough To excuse that I'm ruined Cause I'm ruined Is it late enough For you to come and stay over Cause we're free to love So tease me Ooh. 
promises I can't do golden rings But I'll give you everything Magic is in the air There ain't no science here So come get your everything Tonight. I made no promises I can't do golden rings But I'll give you everything Tonight. Magic is in the air There ain't no science here So come get your everything Promises by Calvin Harris and Sam Smith. And this is Chris Perry on 93.7 Express FM. One in every 103 people will experience some form of epilepsy at some time during their lives, uh, which usually manifests itself in children or people over 65. And yet for thousands of years people didn't understand epilepsy and were scared of it, treating anyone with epilepsy as an outcast. In fact, until the 1960s, many people with epilepsy would spend the whole of their lives segregated from society in colonies, when all they wanted to do was to lead as near normal a life as possible. And I'm joined online now by Gavin Hargarth, who has dedicated his life to trying to raise awareness of and understanding of epilepsy. Uh, well, good afternoon, Gavin. Hello. And now, Gavin, I mean, epilepsy, what exactly is it? Um, well, 
what it is, exactly, it's a temporary disruption that is caused in the brain, which then brings on an epileptic fit. No, I mean, epileptic fits, they can take various forms, can't they? Yes. There's the petite mal and the grand mal seizure. So, I mean... As well as um, a shaking of the hands or something, bad smells or bad taste in your mouth. Yes, now, I'm... Get a warning sign. So, I mean, do people get a warning of these fits or do they come on without warning? No, some people do get warnings. Yes, I mean, so what sort of warnings do they get? Um, it's um, flashing or flickering of light, which is photosensitive, um, missing meals, stress, illnesses with temperature, not taking prescribed medication, um, not sleeping well, have known to especially make seizures more common. Yes, I mean, so what sort of impact does it have on the lives of people with epilepsy and their families? Well, roughly there's about, what, 600,000 people have some sort of epilepsy in the UK. And roughly this means one in every 100 people. And 87 people are diagnosed with epilepsy every day. Gosh. No. Yes, sorry. This means that a sudden, all it is is just a sudden burst of intense electrical activity in the brain. A temporary disruption which causes the normal way your brain works itself. Yeah. Now, it can be controlled by medication, can't it? Or, or, or some uh, types can. People can. Well, my type itself is uncontrollable. Well, some people can be controlled with their um, drugs, yes. Yeah. Well, Gavin, I wonder if you'd like to stay on the line, and after these next records, I'd like to, t to talk with you about your own per personal experiences and how you came to write books. OK. Talk! 
that was Personality by Lloyd Price. And this is Chris Perry on 93.7 Express FM. My guest this afternoon is Gavin Hogarth, who has dedicated his life to trying to raise the awareness of and understanding of epilepsy. Uh, now, um, Gavin, I mean, when were you first diagnosed as having epilepsy? I was 15 when I first started. So, I mean, what, what happened to, to um, bring it on? Um, I was with my brother at work with just, he took me to work one day and I was up in Blackpool and suddenly become extremely dazed and confused and then dropped to the floor with a grand mal seizure. So, I mean, what impact did that then have on your life? Um, quite a lot, to be honest, because I don't, with a petite mal or a grand mal, I don't get any warning whatsoever. And being six foot tall, apparently I've been told by my consultant that I'm falling 60 miles an hour to the floor. Gosh, and you can fall, uh, what, forwards, backwards, sideways anyway, can you? I'm sorry? You can fall backwards, forwards, sideways anyway, can you, uncontrollably? Whatsoever. And of course, with the petite mall as well, you can't put your hand on because you're falling so fast. Yeah. You don't know at all where about you're going to fall to. No. So, I mean, um, what impact did that have on your life? I mean, presumably, up until 14, 15, you were a normal lad, and then suddenly how, all kinds of restrictions were placed on you, were they? Yes. Yeah, I mean, such as? I mean, obviously you weren't able to drive, or... Um, no, from driving for life. Yeah. And presumably couldn't use equipment or do a lot of, a lot of sports or, or activities, really? Um, sports and activities, yes, but... Yeah. Much other things, you know what I mean? Because it's just not, as I say, epilepsy is just not accepted these days. No. So, I mean, how did people, did you notice any difference in the reaction of people around you once you'd been diagnosed? Um, people who don't know that too much about epilepsy doesn't really react well, let's put it that way. No. So, I mean... Basically being assaulted in the past while just being lying on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you actually started writing books about it, didn't you? Yes, I wrote two just to let people's awareness grow a little bit, if possible, yeah. and to, you know, families to g gain their awareness of epilepsy as well. If they just started up with a child or something, that had just started with epilepsy. Yeah, now, I mean, these books... Um, They've got quite a bit of humour in too, haven't they? Yes. So, I mean, can you give us a, a, a little sort of example of one of the an anecdotes from the book? Um, yes, it was in the second book. Um, I broke, we just moved into a new house and I broke my foot as I had a um, petite mal seizure. And because of the amount of drugs that I'm on for my epilepsy, I was walking around on broken for for four days and just didn't feel any pain whatsoever until the foot itself blew up and it was all bruised and swollen and I still walked into the A&E department with that, on that foot itself. Gosh. Gosh, I mean, what did they say, say when you arrived there walking on a broken foot? Well, they were very, very much surprised and I had to um, go in kept me in that day and I had to go in 
not have anything to eat at all. And he took me straight in to have me have a screw put into my foot the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, what sort of things do, do, do you do to occupy yourself? Um, currently, I've started um, indoor rock climbing. And um, I've also started to um, learn to um, play the saxophone. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, you play that for your own, or do you play it for other people's en amusement and entertainment? Oh, no, it's just for myself. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, presumably... You're unable to work, are you, because of this condition? Currently, yes. Yes. You say currently, so you have actually worked, have you? Previously, yeah, that's before the epilepsy started, though, but not many people are, let's say, that interested for somebody with that illness. No. Well, Gavin, I wonder if you could stay on the line, and after these next records, I'd like to discuss with you what you'd like to see to happen to make the lives of people with epilepsy and their carers for that matter this is chris perry on 93.7 express fm and here's elvis When you walk through the storm, hold your head up high, and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end. Of a storm is a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk on through the wind. Walk on.
Love by Elvis Presley and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. And before that, we heard You'll Never Walk Alone from the album Where No One Stands Alone, uh, which was produced by Elvis's daughter Lisa Marie and which reached number nine in the charts in August. And Ben Portsmouth, the world's ultimate Elvis tribute artist, returns to the Guildhall here in Portsmouth on Saturday, the 18th of May 2019. And this is Chris Perry on 93.7 Express FM. My guest this afternoon is Gavin Hogarth, who has dedicated his life to trying to raise the awareness of and understanding of epilepsy. And we've been discussing how epilepsy affects people and Gavin's personal experiences. Now, I mean, Gavin, what would you like to see the government do to change and enhance the lives of people with epilepsy? Well... What I'd like to do is to just erase awareness of it's never spoken of in any public at all. It's not in any, never spoken in any newspapers, television, any other radio shows or anything like that. So therefore, it's just not talked about by anybody in the public life who doesn't have epilepsy. So therefore, when somebody's on the floor, who does have epilepsy, the public just doesn't realise at all what's going on and what's happening in his his life, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, what what sort of what's been your experience of that when you've had had fits? Have, have I mean, have you just been left, or have people um, picked you up inappropriately, or, or what's happened? Um, I have been just left on the floor. There's a few times when a few people have come over to help. Um, some of them were. I think um, two of them were nurses that were just coming out of hospital and they've come to assist. Obviously, they did know what epilepsy was, but most normal people just don't want to get involved sort of thing. I mean, you're sat there covered in blood and they just 
don't want to know what's... I just walk past, as in, it's not in their world sort of view. So you just stay there and get on with it yourself. Yeah, I mean, how frequently do you have, um, have fits? Um, a good few times a week, I'd have to say. About three times a week, gosh. Yeah, and, and has that always been the case, or do you go for longer periods? In longer periods, me current record is um, 86 petite miles in a day. 86 in a day? No. No? Yeah, that's me. Gosh. Top amounts so far. Yeah. I've um, never beaten that one, and nor do I want to, to be honest. No. But that's my world record so far. Oh, gosh. Gosh. So, I mean, what else do you think the, the uh, government could do? Because obviously uh, people in wheelchairs are now fairly high profile and uh, there's an awful lot of work done to ensure that they can get unassisted access to buildings and so on and so forth. Um, similarly, people who are blind, you get uh, uh, braille signage on trains and tactile uh, uh, inlays in floors to follow with their, with their canes or they have guide dogs and deaf people can have he hearing aids and sign language uh, but there's nothing like that for people with epilepsy is there? No, not at all like I said there's no radio or newspapers it's not, on t not discussed on television so therefore there's no chance at all of anybody w without just not finding out any information at all so, I mean, people know all about it, but people who don't have epilepsy just don't know anything about it at all, unless they look it up on the likes of Google or something like that, which they're not going to do because they don't know what it is anyway. And more to the point, they just don't want to know what it is. No. So, I mean, what could be done? I mean, what would you like to see in an ideal world? I mean, what would you like to see happen? Well, in an ideal world, I'd just like it to be a more aware and raised subject, more talked about, and that way you can just raise people's awareness of what it is, how, and I'd like to make it more spoken about as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we're certainly doing that th this afternoon. And, I mean, what about um, research? Because, again... Um, there's an awful lot of money spent on um, cancer research, research into Alzheimer's and so on. But is the same happening as far as epilepsy is concerned? Um, well, as I say, a good few of it is, don't you get me wrong, but as I say, with mine being not the same as normal people's, I mean, some people's does, I mean, when young children, for instance, get um, epilepsy, they've got more of a chance of growing up and then the epilepsy starts, they grow out of it. Yeah. But because I started in, in my teens, I've got no chance of ever growing out of it. No. No. And, and these books, I mean, they, they've written two books, and were they, they, they were published or did you publish them yourself? No, it, they, are pub they were published by a big company. And are they still available? Yes. They're both available on all, um, Amazon, Google to buy as well, and I think it's a, yes, Barnes and Noble as well. Gosh, and, and what's the title of the books then? Um, the first one is called um, Epilepsy, If You Can't Do It Right, Do It Properly. 
and the second one's called Epilepsy, It's a Killer, but so what? And they're available through Amazon, so people could actually buy them online, could they? Yeah, on both Amazon and Google, you could buy them online. Gosh, well, well, Gavin Hogarth, thank you very much for speaking with us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Well, that was Somewhere Over the Rainbow and What a Wonderful World by Sir Cliff Richard. This is Chris Perry on 93.7 Express FM and here's the little mix. I always say what I'm feeling I was born without a zip on my mouth Sometimes I don't even mean it It takes a little while to figure me out I like my coffee with two sugars in it High heels in my jewelry dripping Drinking, I get all fired up hey, hey, hey. Insecure, but I'm working with it Many things that I could get rid of Ain't nobody keep it up I made a few mistakes, I regret it nightly I broke a couple hearts and I wear on my sleeve My mama always said, do your trouble in And now I wonder, could you fall for a woman like me? And every time we touch, boy, it make me feel weak I can tell you're shy and I think you're so sweet Spending every night on the covers and Still I wonder, could you fall for a woman like me? Woman like me, like a woman like me La la la, woman like me Like a woman like me La la la, woman like me Like a woman like me La la la, woman like me Like a woman like me Maybe just be mine for the weekend We can get a takeaway and sit on the couch Or we could just go out for the evening Hopefully end up with your kiss in my mouth You got them blue jeans with a rib up in my head With your fingers in it Love it when you turn me on Young say with a little bit of love Drunk in the middle with a get down to our favorite song I made a few mistakes, I regret it nightly I broke a couple hearts and I wear on my sleeve My mama always said, do your trouble in And now I wonder, could you fall for a woman like me? And every time we touch, boy, it make me feel weak I can tell you're shy and I think you're so sweet Spending every night on the covers and Still I wonder, could you fall for a woman like me? Woman like me, like a woman like me La la la, woman like me Like a woman like me La la la, woman like me Like a woman like me La la la, woman like me Like a woman like me Woman like me, yes a woman like me Soon as I brush up on them, I can tell he like me. In the world of Mondam, my try to swipe me. Now that up, he could afford to ice me. Tell him that's a batch, so he picked in your area. But the more bad, then the more merrier. Baddies to my left and to the right, a little scarier. Good boy, tell me, can you handle all this dairy? I'm getting my billion Greatest of all time Cause I'm a chameleon I switch it up for every era I'm really bomb These people really wanna be Nicki I'm really mom Apple cut the check I want all this money Seven up, go grip the tech And leave all this bloody It's the queen and little mix Skated on, I'm sorry My daddy is Indian All this curry Woman like me Like a woman like me La la woman like me Oh. 
Well, that was the latest hit from Little Mix called A Woman Like Me. And this is Chris Perry on 93.7 Express FM. From the 1st of November, there has been no restriction on the types of conditions that can be considered for treatment with cannabis, paving the way for people with epilepsy as well as other neurological conditions to be prescribed the medication. And I'm joined online now by Philip Lee, Chief Executive of Epilepsy Action. Uh, now, Philip, I mean, how important is this as far as people with epilepsy are concerned? I think it's really important. Um, about 70 about 70% of people with epilepsy aren't able to get control of their seizures through currently available medications and treatments. So we're talking about significant numbers of people who are looking for alternatives uh, to get that seizure control. Yeah, now I mean, when you say control, I mean, how frequently do people on, on average have uh, seizures and, and they don't have any warning for these, do they? Well, it varies from person to person. Um, there are many different types of epilepsy and they manifest themselves in different ways and their seizures can be very frequent or quite infrequent. There are different types of seizures that come with different types of epilepsy and different people can have more than one type. So it's not really as simple as to say uh, this is how many seizures you're, you're likely to have uh, and this is what they're likely to be. Uh, it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah, I mean, uh, how... How effective is cannabis then in controlling this? Well, that's, that's a really good question, and to be quite honest, I don't think people at the moment, at least, really know. The amount of scientific evidence that's uh, available to show how well cannabis controls seizures is very limited. Um, and also importantly, there really isn't a great deal of evidence to show what the potential side effects might be, particularly from the long-term use of medicinal cannabis. I mean, what other um, forms of treatment are there to, to control it currently? Well, the vast majority of, of, of people uh, will access uh, conventional pharmaceutical products, uh, anti-epileptic drugs, which uh, work on the brain to control the seizures. But there are, there are other alternatives. Obviously, surgery is another one where uh, a person might be a candidate for surgical procedure. To, uh, to address the problems in the brain uh, that are causing the epilepsy. Uh, and there are a variety of complementary treatments that people will try. Um, again, many of those are, are, are um, technically unproven other than through anecdotal evidence where, where they are uh, reported to have worked. But uh, the vast majority of people will use, as I say, conventional pharmaceutical products. Now, I mean, um, Philip, epilepsy isn't very high when it comes to public profile, is it? I mean, compared with cancer, Alzheimer's disease, diabetes, blindness, deafness, and people in wheelchairs. So, I mean, wh why do you think that is? I think there's a number of reasons. I think epilepsy, interestingly enough, is uh, it's a condition that's been known about for thousands of years. So it's been around for a long time. People have known about it for a long time. But it's also carried with it through all that time a, a great deal of stigma frankly, in relation to the condition, people with the condition. I think a lot of people are scared of epilepsy. They don't quite know what it is. Um, it's often been associated in the past with um, all kinds of um, issues around things like possession and so forth. So it, it, it carries with it a certain stigma. That actually is changing, I think, as we, as we move forward. We've done a lot of work as a charity to try and change public attitudes and perceptions about epilepsy. And I think things are improving, but I do think that that has 
played a part in, uh, in keeping epilepsy really with a, quite a low profile, but also a low priority in areas like healthcare. Yes, I mean, Epilepsy Action, I mean, when was it formed and how is it funded and, and what do you do? Well, it's a, a voluntary organisation, a charity. It was formed in 1950. It was really, it came together as a consequence of people with epilepsy themselves wanting to do more uh, for themselves and for other people with epilepsy because they were really being failed by the existing services that were available. Um, so we've been going for nearly 70 years now as a charity. Uh, as a charity, we rely on voluntary donations to fund our work. We get very little money, in fact, from, uh, from statutory sources uh, to help us. So the vast majority of our money comes from, from the public and from people with epilepsy and family members. And what we do is really provide uh, advice and support and information for people affected by the condition. We campaign and lobby on their behalf to try and improve the services available to them, to represent their views and, and their voice uh, to, to uh, health services, to social care services, within education, within employment, in all the areas, in fact, where people with epilepsy uh, are affected. Yes, I mean, do you provide any direct services yourself or research yourself or... We, we do a limited amount of research, but, but our funding is such that we're not really able to do, to do huge amounts. But we do do some research, particularly into the social aspects of epilepsy, so areas like employment and education. But one of the big things that we do is to provide people with direct advice and information and support through things like our helpline service and through our website, which uh, receives getting on for nearly 2 million contacts a year. Gosh, that's a tremendous amount. So, I mean, what is the prevalence of epilepsy? How many people uh, roughly uh, uh, have got the condition? It's about 600,000 people in the United Kingdom as a whole. Um, so it's not an insignificant condition. You know, it, it does affect an awful lot of people. And when you multiply that number by the number of uh, family members and friends and carers who, who are also affected, you are looking at a significant proportion uh, of the population. So it's, it's not a small condition in that sense. No, I mean, until the, what, 1950s, 60s, a lot of people with epilepsy would spend most of their lives in, in a colony, segregated from society, wouldn't they? I mean, are they able to live more normal lives now? Yes, the vast, the vast majority of people with epilepsy do live ordinary lives, if you like, within the community. Um, there are some instances still where people have particularly difficult to control epilepsy and probably other multiple conditions as well and in those instances uh, those people do tend to be cared for in in re residential settings but the vast majority of people with epilepsy now are able to uh, control their seizures are able to lead ordinary lives um, and are just like everybody else oh that's very good news well philip lee chief executive of epilepsy action thank you very much for speaking with us this afternoon thank you You're very welcome thank you
Well, that was The Promise by Cheryl and Girls Aloud. Well, time has just about beaten us again, so with thanks to my guests this afternoon, author of Epilepsy, It's a Killer, But So What? and Epilepsy, If You Can't Do It Right, Do It Properly, um, Gavin Hogarth, and those books are available on Amazon, incidentally, and also thanks to Philip Lee, Chief Executive of Epilepsy Action. Uh, This is Chris Perry saying thank you for listening and please join me again next week when after uh, the summit this weekend we'll be returning to the topic of Brexit. So please join me then and we'll play out this week quite appropriately with ABBA and SOS. So bye for now. Just a